Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> made it we've reached the end of another season steven here we are you ready to just give yourself a little old pat on the back oh i'll pat my back oh yeah hi everybody welcome to you can't disappoint a podcast our final podcast of season five before we dive into the final season of community hi everybody i'm zach and this is a round table so i didn't think about a way to introduce myself I'm Steven, and the only round table I know is the one with King Arthur, so I better see an Excalibur by the end of this one. Hey, yo. And, oh, I think you might if you, <laughs> if you rub your hilt the right way. <laughs> I want us to get right into it because we've got a stuffed round table talking about the best and worst and all the in-between of Season 5 with some really great community voices that we've met over the last couple years. But a couple of pieces of housekeeping before we get into it. A couple House- of... Housekeeping. Before we get into a big piece of news, right quick. Before, not now, not now. I'm I'm masturbating and watching the the Home Shopping Network. I'll not, come no back later. Do you right need now. towels? Tons, a shit ton of towels. <laughs> Bring me a shit ton of towels. You got it. Flip it or flop it is gonna be on any second. <laughs> I need so many towels. 
Anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. Let's start off the program by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. That's Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker, Budisa, Brian Thurman, Taylor Ace, and Planeswalker Prez. Uh, go ahead and check us out over there to get Brokeback Bebop, You Can't Disappreciate Show, early access of this show every week, and maybe get your name added to that little list of love along with all those other people. I like that. I like I call it a list of love. I was list thinking, are, are they love. the knights of our round table? Yeah. Or no, because they're not, they're not here. No, they're not. Oh. Sorry, guys. We Better luck next that time. Don't pay, that don't put money into helping <laughs> us move forward. I also want to shout out, I guess briefly, our community. Papa, at Communities on Twitter, you're about to hear tons of us just just ramming daddy with with everything we can get our hands on. You know, I remember the first time Daddy put a sprocket in my hands and said, Son, this is what a sprocket does. Then proceeded yeah. to explain it to I me. I remember when I first thought to myself, Is that a walket in my pocket? And no, it, it's my community daddy at communities. <laughs> on t- I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay, <laughs> but what I wanted to say before we get into the roundtable, which we will in just a moment, is a little piece of news about the future of this little program that we all love so dearly. News, news flash, news so flash. Only got 13 episodes of community left, which is daunting and a little depressing because we've been doing this for a while and it'll be exciting to do something else, but it it's it's a it's a new world for us to to fall into, right? Yeah. It's uh, taken away some of the training wheels once community is done. Yeah, and we're we're going to be off in in unguarded waters. You know, without without our little floaties, it's just gonna be us paddling along. Yes, but we want your help to to help push our paddle. Right? Oh yeah, I guess you don't put you paddle the paddle. You don't push help the paddle. paddle our push. There help. we go. <laughs> well, so, okay, so this podcast will be continuing weekly through the end of 2022. We're gonna go through season six of Community, and then we have some fun things planned to keep going out weekly throughout the end of the year before we put this one away i'm sure we'll still update this one infrequently but we'll Mm -hmm. put this one away at the end of the year and move on to a new project a new podcast a new weekly episode by episode rewatch podcast and steven and i over the last couple of months we keep saying we should do this show we should do this show we should do this show and there it's gotten to the point where there's four that we agree on pretty well that mm-hmm. any of the four, we'd be more than happy with signing on to doing a full podcast about each one. And instead of deciding, we're going to let you guys help us decide as we wrap up Community. The people that were in from the ground floor on the original Community podcast will help have a say in what comes next for You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. So we've got these four shows that we're deciding between for the next podcast. And throughout season six of Community, after every three episodes, we're going to take a week off and highlight one of those four shows. We'll talk about an episode of the show. We'll talk about what we think our version of a podcast about that show would be like. And at the end of season six of Community, we're going to let you guys vote for what show we should do next. I've been calling it in my head, America's Next Top Zach and Steven Rewatch Podcast. All-stars. TM. (laughs) So stay tuned. Over season six of Community, we're still going to be diving as deep into that as we have the rest of Community. But these shows will be showing up every third episode of Community uh, to to give a little taste of what might be coming next and to show how you can have a say in it. I think it's going to be super fun. I'm excited about it. I hope you guys get excited about it too. I mean, we're sad to see the 
the the other end of this community rainbow that we've been just grinding along. I remember a time when it was it just wasn't a given that we would get to the end of community. Yeah, let alone be at the end of community and making our next plans. It's crazy. Yeah, but we've still got some fun stuff before that. Starting right now with our season five roundtable with three of our great community content friends. I think it's time to get into it. It's a stuffed one, so let's get let's let's get stuffed. Huzzah! Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be joined by a group of lovely community podcasters, some familiar faces on this show, some some new to this show. And we're here to talk about season five as we wrap it up before we move on to the final season, which is just wild that we're already about to start the final season. How crazy. What a what a twisted, long, winding web that mm-hmm. we've roaded, Zachary. Mm-hmm. Roaded? Roaded. We've we've webbed the road. Roaded. Okay, well, <laughs> let's step past that and kick it off with we've got... It's a Jillian. literary reference, Zachary. Steven, let's introduce our friend. We get it. <laughs> uh, we've got Jillian We get it. You didn't Welcome read that particular book. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Guys. We're glad to Hi. have you. We've hung out a bunch of times before, but this is your first time on the podcast proper. Well, it is. I thought it was cool because you guys are on season five, too, so I thought it was good timing. We were briefly ahead of you, but then, like, between Michael and Sadia both, like, having lives outside of recording this podcast, we are now, like, a week behind you. (laughs) Yep, this is all we do. We don't have anything else going on, just the show. (laughs) I was just saying, Michael's in rehearsal right now, like for everything. So it's been like, okay, we can't record any of these <laughs> nights. So, but yeah, so I'm glad we're right around the same time. It's really cool. Matt gets to listen to uh, all of our different perspectives. Gets Ooh. to or elects to? I don't know. <laughs> Chooses to. I do. I do. Well, then that's a good segue. We'll go over to Matt. If you listen to our show, you know Matt. He's one of the people behind the uh, community's account on Twitter. Uh, obviously, we're, we're big fans of the community people, the community's people around here, Stephen, aren't we? Yeah, you know, the the father from which we sprung no. from his heart those no. many moons ago. No. Yeah. Under that no, poetic evening. No pressure there. Not at all. <laughs> we're here just days after having a lovely Father's Day frolic through <laughs> the most beautiful tulip field you know i i put together a beautiful picnic but he didn't eat one bite i don't know what was up he just kept well, saying please let I me go home there. to my wife i think you need to remember we that sure I all was did end up covered in picnic there. condiments though didn't we, <laughs> I, we did. I, I don't even think i've talked to steven's mom via zoom at this point and and I the future I is I now yeah, it doesn't take much <laughs> So Matt, how's your community podcast going? What's going I on? <laughs> I, I thankfully don't have a podcast. I did. Uh, I did recently interview Jay Shandesekar, uh with uh, Dan, who you'll talk to next. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put that on Six's podcast because we asked in advance to make sure I had a place to put it. But uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I don't do that. We did just cross 25,000 followers. Wow. And what was the growth like just since the, I don't know, pandemic reawakening uh, we were, of community fans? We were mid-5,000s on the wow. 10th anniversary, which was uh, September 2019. Wow. wow. That's and insane. So, And that's when I started helping, so uh, I take credit for 20,000 people. 
you. That's when the golden age. That's really not started. true, but humble I, brag. I, I completely take credit for yeah, twenty thousand feet. All the humble you brags in that. We do. got the. I talked to Jay Shander Sakar in there. <laughs> we got the how many followers in there. Like you do a lot of work with it. So yes. I mean, look, mm-hmm. you you try and say it's not you. But, this and is look, my hobby. Other people <laughs> are behind this. Other people are behind that account too. But you do a lot of work. Yeah. With well, it. Kevin's been really busy. He's a the most recent admin. Yeah. I think he's done like five tweets. Um, and Mike, Mike, Mike. That's a, more than I've done for our Twitter account. <laughs> so he's got me blown out of the water. And uh-huh. and Mike, uh, who's the the elder statesman of the admins he's currently buying a business and busy cool. as he can be so yeah communities llc no no <laughs> he's taking the corporate world world by storm he has a real world life uh where huh. he is an excellent That's electrician and he's <laughs> buying a company and so he's he's busy none of the rest of us do yeah no, <laughs> we are and that you're hearing is our, is our new friend dan nye who's part of the apartment 303 podcast first yes. time that we're having a conversation we're where you know, I don't really know you. You're you're here. You've been vetted Welcome. by Matt, who we trust very much. We're glad yes. to have you. Tell us I, a little bit about you and the show you're on. Well, I was lucky enough that um, I I messaged Matt and I was like, hey, if you need help with that Jay Chandrasekhar interview, who's now our very good, close and personal friend. So I will, <laughs> I will I tell go ahead. And <laughs> yeah, go he'll be here that. any yeah. minute. Yeah, right. He's he's on his way. You you yeah. can just leave him in the waiting room. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> he's it's getting gone. a little annoying. <laughs> It's a little high maintenance. It was it was one of those things I told Matt, I'm like, if you need help, I'm I'm here to help. And it was just it wound up working out because my schedule is one of the ones that's so variable and flexible. And he was like, Yeah, a couple days before, like, this is the potential time. If you can help, go ahead. And I was like, Yes. And I, I told Matt after it happened, I literally sat in this chair for about like twenty minutes, just not really doing anything like did that wait, are we are we full um what what's this podcast rating? How much can I swear? Uh, no, as much we as you bleep want. out the f- word, but you can say okay. whatever you want. Okay, we bleep we bleep out the f word, but I was like, you can that just happen, happen. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give less editing because I don't like doing posts, so I don't want to put it on other people. <laughs> yeah. uh, anytime like, you don't swear, I will. So just okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's almost more effort. <laughs> yeah, because then you have to go find mine and then it's. So, but uh, yeah, I sat here and I was like, that just can happen, and I had to like kind of force myself to start moving again because it was like he was so nice, he was so candid. It was almost an hour and a half long conversation wow. and like we went over his entire career we talked a lot about community we talked about his new app that he's doing like it was just he was so down to talk about whatever and he was even we were like uh is there anything we can't talk about and he was like no he's like i'm i'm here whatever i say goes and we're like cool let's do it well, I and heard then, there was some good Chevy Chase tidbits. There was some good Pierce stuff. Yeah, there's. Uh, I don't. You didn't clip it out, did you, Matt? I know you were talking I, I about. I've clipped doing it out it. somewhere. Yeah, okay. Jay. <laughs> Jay basically gave us a firsthand account yeah. of Chevy's last day on the set. Yeah. Wow. And it it, it was not anything we've heard before. Yeah. It, it fit with a lot of the stuff we'd heard, but it was. Um, He's lit- it's not just first person. He's he's literally Chevy's yelling at it, at him, uh, yeah, uh, kind of around him, but yelling at his face all of and his problems. And everyone else is so tight lipped about it. But Jay was like, "I don't know. Let's talk Jay's about like, it." <laughs> yeah, Jay was like, "I, I don't yeah. care. We're in a good place." Yeah, and, yeah. and that that was his point. He said that him and Chevy Multiple were in a great times, place yeah. now, so he could say whatever he wanted to about the past. And I was like, That's awesome. "Okay." Yeah. So and if, if anybody you are looking uh, for that hot j that hot gossip about chevy chase's uh exit right that's in wow, six yeah. seasons of that's on six seasons in a but podcast 
uh, that's what yeah. I, I wanted to plug. People can listen to that yeah. on six seasons in a podcast. <laughs> it it should Jay. be up to. I know Dave was asking it. It'll probably come out on Apartment Three Hundred Three as well cool. at some point soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Nice. I sent him the file, so yeah. it's just when it gets it'll come a out there soon too. We just did uh, like an extended bracketology about relationships in different like quadrants for the show. So we had like romantic, we had oddball, we had friendship, and we just wrapped up those. So oh, that's cool. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. So we just did those for brackets. That's the, that's the nice thing is when Dave approached me, he's like, I want to. He's like, I kind of want to talk. We have so many shows that are like recaps and rewatches. He's like, I want to talk about like kind of bigger themes and things around the mm-hmm. show. And if we kind of go into step like separate places, that cool. So be it. If not, as long as it's rooted in the show and i'm like i'm down so we've been doing nothing but that so far so super fun fun. i like it apartment 303 is the the one thematic podcast everybody else is doing episodes or interviews or something yeah yeah they have fun with it we do let's move on to talking about season five i'm really excited about it uh when season five aired i think i was a junior in high school and I was really, uh, yeah, I was really obsessed with the show. My arthritis uh, just kicked up here. And there. <laughs> I had mine surgically removed since that happened. Matt, what, <laughs> what year high school were you in around season five? You're talking senior year? Oh, God bless you. Uh, no, I had, because it was what? Um, when did it air? 2013, 14? Yeah, 13, 13, 14. I was, out, I was out of college for five years at that point. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's. I was married. Like... <laughs> I had. (laughs) Were you all watching the show live at that point? What were you thinking as season five aired? I was watching it live. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know Matt was. (laughs) I started watching it live during season two. Um, Whenever season five came on, I don't know, man. We fought for the show so hard that, like, I was just grateful that Mm -hmm. it was still on Mm -hmm. so i don't think i like had any very critical visceral reaction to a lot of things i was just like yes we get it i'm good i have more (laughs) i relate to that a lot that's it's a little bit hard for me to judge this season because i hold it a little bit closer to my heart than the other seasons just because it existing and i don't know whether or not you're a dan Harmon stan you know i think i appreciate him without uh uh being i don't know swooned i don't i don't know the right way to put it we we see both sides of dan is what i'm trying to say uh uh, this season was really great and it was really an anomaly that it even existed in the first place Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah. it's um the community's account started after season four so if you go back and look at the dates wow it doesn't actually form until the end of season four as a way to help promote and coordinate people for season five oh wow so it's yeah it's um it's ridiculously weird. Yes, nine years old. Hmm. Um, no, I, I was happy to see it because you know it was off in season four. You could tell it was off in season four if you knew it from before. And Dan coming back was a big deal. Nobody had ever done that. We found out that it was uh, uh, Joel that led the charts and make that happen. It's like if you bring it back, this free publicity. People will talk about it because nobody does this. And so mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was mostly Joel ma- making the effort to get the suits involved to get him to come back but yeah he's the only showrunner to ever come back and when he came back rob shreb said he's the most powerful showrunner in television because he doesn't care yeah (laughs) (laughs) insane i've been fired before i'll do it again that puts community in the history books forever is that true that it's the only show ever all the one that i know of yeah did aaron sorkin aaron sorkin did he come back towards the end of west wing sorry 
this. I don't know. I mean, that's probably. But I mean, the it's not like he got you could do fired yeah. from the West Wing and yeah. then came back. If, if he um, left as a show. Oh, did he? There's some history I don't. There. I don't know the West Wing. I just spoke Aaron Sorkin like was very much. It, it might have been a disgraceful self exit. Oh, I didn't know mm. that. There's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. A, a dishonorable discharge. If yeah. You <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's lots of things involved. So sorry, this is not a West Wing podcast, but I do think it he comes could back to be. You end, never know sure. where we're gonna end up. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, he might not be involved at the end at all. But um, but yeah. Matt, Matt the historian, he's I'm on it. <laughs> looking it up. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be like, "You are wrong," and I'll be like, "Sure." Uh, yeah, he may. <laughs> he, if he is, he's the only other one I could think of. But that's yeah. probably the that's if if he came back for later seasons, it's kind of hard to tell with him because with with when you're a creator of a show, mm-hmm. you're attached to so much, and we mm-hmm. knew Dan and the process going on. Yeah, because uh, you're attached. Like Dan's name is on season four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of hard to see unless you were paying attention and watching. But yeah, he's one of the rare people in that category. What do you guys think about the tone of season five? I feel like when it started, the repilot, which is an episode I enjoy, has a really different tone and kind of feels like it's setting up a different season than the rest of it really follows to be. What do you guys feel about that? Do you think it ends up going back to the more lighter community tones or do you think the the, the lighting affects the the mood of the show? Do you think it's dark in season five? I think it's interesting from, and especially like as you were asking us, like, hey, what are your five favorite episodes? And then what are your, uh, you said bottom three. I'm going to say least favorite because I sure, try to frame yeah. that differently in my mm-hmm. mind because it's like, you know, how do you pick like the least of all these things? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's season five becomes a really interesting combination where you it's not like two and three where they had 20, 23 mm-hmm. episodes to really run the gamut and throw in your standard kind of ABC stories and your super high concept paintballs. Like you don't have that chance in season five because you only have 13 episodes. So it was interesting to me that like you do still get all those things. You still get your normal sitcom-esque stories and you still get the high concept things. But it's interesting that you say, is it kind of darker? Because some of the episodes clearly are and they deal with some really heavy themes and subject matters as we're going to talk about them as we go on through this particular podcast. So I think... I was surprised re-watching it how high it was in my personal ranking of seasons because mm. I hold five and six pretty high. Like, I think that, especially getting off of network TV, they were able to do a lot in six that they necessarily couldn't have done. You know, they have more time. They have smaller budget, but probably arguably more creativity, but maybe less when you don't have the constraints. There's an argument to be made for everything. I think it was a much more concise season. And, like, granted, like I said, you kind of have ups and downs, but they were able to kind of go all over the place as they did in two and three, just in a much quicker way. Totally. Yeah. I think for me, it's a lot less like overarching story driven. It's like, here's a little arc, here's nothing. And then here's a tiny arc at like the end, you know? So I think they do a lot more like silly stuff. They had a lot more like creativity than season four. Season four is pretty, this is where we are. This is the lane that we're in. This is our like storyline. Whereas here, I think they had the, even though they had less episodes, right? They were able to capture some of that same off the wall. Let's go really big sometimes, but also sometimes we're just in an apartment or where we have books in a school or we're playing an old board game, you know? So they, I think this season does a really good job of showing both ends of that spectrum in less episodes. I, uh, whenever you watch the repilot, um, it, 
there's a whole lot of cynicism in it and sure. everything that um, you, you can tell it's made by the same person that goes on to make Rick, Rick, make Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. Like those two <laughs> line up very well together. Um, but I don't necessarily think that that cynicism runs through the rest of the season. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm thankful for because yeah. I personally don't dig the I don't dig the vibe of the pilot or the cynicism mm-hmm. uh, like the bleak worldview kind of thing. I respect it that it's there, but like so, but like Jeff, right, who is in this very dark place in there. Um, even as you go through, that gets kind of dropped. Um, I mean, like Stephen said, there isn't really a big overarching theme to the season. So uh, unlike all the seasons before, we've kind of had some big meaty threads to kind of follow Mm -hmm. through. Um, There isn't as much in this one. And I think that that in the regard to the cynicism is probably for me a blessing. (laughs) Yeah, I think for better and for worse that the season doesn't have the time to go as big or as small as the other seasons. Uh, But I think what the season does really well uh, for me, I really like the ensemble that they build in this season by the end of it. Uh, even as we're losing Troy, uh, people like the Dean are becoming more spotlight characters. I think Hickey is an incredible addition this season. Um, I love Keith David, obviously, maybe a little bit more, but I think I might like Hickey a little bit more than Elroy. I think he's just a fun foil of a character. Everything he does and says feels like a real person saying them and it it makes me laugh harder it doesn't feel like a punchline when he's like i fought for this country it really feels like a guy that i know like that uh ranting and raving and it's really funny to me and it's a different type of angle on the pierce archetype of character Mm -hmm. um and then who else do we get we get duncan in this season which Mm -hmm. is great get duncan Um, back we get probably my favorite chang (laughs) is is season five chang because he's like out of it and weird, but still in a slightly believable way. Much more chaotic, neutral compared yeah, to the yeah. previous seasons. Well, no exactly. one takes him any. No one takes him seriously as a threat <laughs> anymore, which really uh, I like a lot more than in the Changnesia plotline when people really take it seriously and there's really supposed to be weight for it. That isn't fun for me. But when it's just something going on in the background and you're like, okay, Chang, here's a toy to go chase after. I think that's or really fun. Or a ghost to run from. In yeah, the like that storyline is great. He gets some great storylines this season. Obviously, Bear Down for midterms is one of the most iconic moments of the entire run, especially yeah. the late era of the show. Um, if if anything, I wish there was a little bit more Chang in the season. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of people that it feels like I'm, I just wonder if they had gotten so busy that and well, and sure. Ken John is one of them where where yeah. Ken John and um, and Jim Rash. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like you guys <laughs> are popping in, saying hi and then going off to do something else for four of the work days. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, I wonder if that was because of their personal schedules. Kind of um, going off of that, it feels to me, if anybody in this season, it feels like Abed's a little bit off. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets a couple of good episodes, but I feel like, I don't know, if anything, the show really missed a chance to 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 do something a little more meaningful with his plotline the second half of the season to really have him... I don't know, they just kind of put him in a relationship, which is cute and fun, but they... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like Abba's just a little off this season. What, Matt? 
I think this is the second worst season of Community. Boo. I think Hickey was a, a poor choice, even why? though I love Jonathan nice Banks. Why? And we're starting for the, the exact reason okay. you just said. I, I, you know, we're eight years after. I don't call anything a hot take. It should sure. be cold. Uh, <laughs> but I get your, <laughs> oh, I get your still point. Hiding on the stove Matt. for a but, long But here's time. the thing: <laughs> pull Hickey back out. And tell those stories again. And who do you get to include? You get to include more Ibet. You get to include more Shirley. You get to include more Annie. You get to include more Britta. All those people suffered in this season. Uh, That's not Shirley, Hickey's fault. Particularly Shirley. No, no. It was a choice. It was Dan's choice because he watched so much Breaking Bad while he was unemployed. Then <laughs> yeah. he brought in it's like Banks. I want that and Banks guy. is great. Yeah. Great actor. But the problem is... When you bring him in, you have to spend time explaining and having his purpose put in front of him, and you don't have time for your main characters, who are really good at this, to be explored and used. I think mm -hmm. he, ultimately he pulls down the season because they have to spend so much time servicing him. I don't have a solution for advanced, advanced D&D. I'll go ahead and admit it. I don't have a solution for that episode. To do it without but him. I, to do it without him, but I don't, I think you, I think Dan's smart enough to figure out one, but I think you can replace him with somebody else and tell a better story in every other episode he's in. I, oh. wow. I, I actually, and I, I get what you're saying. I don't know that this might be my hot take. I don't know that Dan knows particularly what to do with anyone aside from Jeff this season. Yeah. So I, I don't know that the fair. addition of Hickey really took away from anything that was going to happen. I think Hickey, the character, adds to the season just because he's funny. And I don't think he takes up so much screen yeah, time that it takes away from other people. I think what it is is that the show focuses so much on the concept of Greendale that really everybody gets lost in it, whether it's because of personal schedules, actor to actor. Just I'm not sure. Uh, it, it kind of... I think that's about the best I can say it. It felt like we were focused more on the school at large than the people yeah. inside of it. Let me give you some suggestions how you would make the change. In, in Intro to Teaching, you don't make it about Jeff learning to be a teacher. is learning the purpose of being a teacher is about the students. So you put Neil or Dave... Uh, Darcin in there, or mm -hmm. you have Garrett in there sitting in his class like, you know, I, it's great that I'm going to get a good grade because, you know, you don't grade very hard, but I actually need to know this stuff. That completely changes him and teaching. I don't know why Dan hates every profession but writing, but he apparently doesn't care for them. <laughs> and so every profession Touché. in this is a doofus thing. Everybody who does a yeah. real job is some, it's either mystical power like AC repair or you're an idiot. Or you're well, yeah, a, you can a, a, really a tell his person. disdain with anyone who's in charge in yeah. Carl oh, and yeah. Richie being like just just absolute copy and paste of like network executive types. Oh, uh, just yeah. idiot like uncreative idiots and yeah, that definitely comes through in some of the characters. So that you could have the characters relearning, get more comfortable where they are, and have Jeff figure out why teaching matters for the student, not for Jeff. And that gives Jeff value. It's mm -hmm. a more heartfelt episode and it would work better. And it would piss people like myself who actually taught people for a while. It would <laughs> piss us off less. Jeff, I actually feels like, I will say, feels like one of the only people that I can feel like an actual story arc for this season. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's it. Oh, sure, Jeff. because that, yeah, you got that Jeff. at the beginning of the season. You got uh, G.I. Jeff at the end of the season and kind of him having a personality crisis with the hooking up with Britta and, and, and losing. His, it, yeah, for sure. There's and then an you have a meandering two-part finale that just meanders and doesn't seem to do anything. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. speaking of that, let's let's go ahead and move on to the first uh, uh, listing portion. Let's talk about our least favorite episodes of the season. Uh, who would like to go first? Who would like to give us their bottom three first? I'll, I'll kick us off. All right, Steve. Um, so there are two that were almost in this bottom three but didn't quite make it, but I feel the need to mention it. I'm sure they'll be discussed either in someone's top or some other thing ever. Some other location, but this was tough for me to find my bottom three, but there were three episodes that bothered me more than the others. Um, but honorable mention to G.I. Jeff, not a big fan of that episode. I love G.I. Joe. I love Abba's Uncontrollable Christmas. I do not like G.I. Jeff. Um, and also honorable mention to Repilot. I also am not a huge fan of that. I understand the sentimental value of it and things like that, but I don't think it's that great an episode. That being said, my number three in descending order... Um, my number three is Basic Sandwich. Not a big fan of the finale. Wow! If that okay. was the last episode I saw of Community, I'd be pretty ticked. Um, don't think it was a good ending for really anybody. I guess Jeff, maybe I don't know. Um, Chang has a happy ending. There we go. It's a hap- <laughs> that's that's the that's the Chang route. Um, number two for me is Bondage and Beta Male Sexuality. Wasn't a big fan of that one. I like the Chang runner, but that's that's about it. Um, and then my least favorite episode all season, and it was like milking an almond is how I can describe <laughs> what? what it was like to try and talk for an hour and a half about basic story. <laughs> I, nothing happens. It's not great. Just not good in my opinion. That is like the only episode this whole season that I was like, that was bad. Like there are some that I'm like, that was, you know, not up to snuff. That one, that's pretty down low on my all-time community list after after trying to really dig into it. But that's that's where I'm at with those. All right. Good list. Who wants Thank to pick you. up off of that? Uh, I'll go. Yeah. Um, my number three, so we'll go from the mm-hmm. number one will be what is my least favorite of the season. My number three is Repilot. Again, like I said, the, the, the cynicism of the tone, the why is everybody back? I didn't felt like I didn't get like a great reason for why everybody is back. Um, and then Greendale time is weird. And so it didn't make sense that all of these people have given up after graduation. And I, it, it's both the thing I accept and the thing that I, mm-hmm. um, I go with. Yep. Um, my number two is basic sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the finale. I honestly don't like a community finale after Full disclosure, I have not actually ever watched the series finale whenever I watch it on the show for the first time. It's going to be for the first time. Um, But I have not liked a season finale since A Few Paintballs More. Sure. It's fair. I just don't like any of them. They all kind of feel the same. Like the, and I understand every season is wrapping it up. Like we don't know if this is going to be a season or series finale. But like we end up retreading the same feel of the episode all three seasons, Mm -hmm. all like three, four, and five. Um, And you know, I just don't like some of the resolutions we get to in Basic Sandwich, including like we. I'm not going to get into that part. Never mind. I don't know. Let it let it hang. Let it fly. Let it fly. Do we do we get a hint? Something. Yeah. We. uh, Oh, this season (laughs) did a very good job of not dipping into the Annie Jeff well that much. Uh-huh. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's like there and raging, like <laughs> both on Annie's part. It's just weird. It's weird. And particularly from Annie, it's like, I don't, 
it's all of a sudden she's back to like over a year and a half ago kind of thing. That's interesting. I don't know if I totally agree with you there because I think the Annie of this season versus the Annie of last season is is miles apart whereas like last season you get annie dressing up jeff's apartment and annie like calling herself mrs winger at the hotel room i feel like it in this episode or in this season in the last episode annie being so annoyed about jeff and britta doesn't really read to me as like pining schoolgirls so much as like they're f-ing disgusting me and sure maybe i'm like attracted to this guy and there's like something there but i didn't think it was quite as and we are not jeff, An- well, jeff annie well zach also disagreed with me in where I think that it reads in the last episode that nothing, not a single little whir of that computer reacted until he said the goddamn Annie thing <laughs> in his head. It was dead silent for Abed, dead silent for the Dean, but he thinks about Milady and Shirley Masur, wasn't even invited. And, and the robot gets, gets a hard on, you know, and I think that, throw it in the trash. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah in yeah. the commentary, agrees with you, Stephen. No, um, yeah. I, I must yeah. agree with Jillian on that. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, my my three. I'll do this. Wait, did uh, she do number one? Do, that wasn't one. my number one. That, my number one is GI Jeff, y'all. Hey, <laughs> it's GI Jeff. I for that one, I don't mind the oddball premise, but for that one, they play this game of like, what's actually going on for mm-hmm. so long mm-hmm. that like. It, it happens. I feel like it's so long before we realize what's wrong with Jeff that, like, if I had gotten that reveal towards the beginning of it, I feel like I would have gotten more out of the actual story mm-hmm. um, instead of it just feeling like they wanted to do G.I. Joe, a G.I. Joe parody and f- wanted to figure out a way to write the story about it. And, yeah, I just didn't dig it. Yeah, okay. It has one of my it has my favorite line of the season. Um, Which one's that? Is it, I the, have three kids? No, no. Um, I, I need to quote this correctly, so give me exactly one I, I second. I might be able to pull it. What was the, what's the part you're thinking of? Oh, no, I have it on my... Okay. Uh, I have it on my... We live in a fascist police state disguised as democracy. <laughs> nice. Boom. Is that, True. is that in the tag? Is that when that it, happens? Yeah, yeah. It ha- and it happens like literally right before Abed drops the and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. literally one line before. I That's love great. that. One what is he before. like? Uh, not too convoluted a message. Graffiti's bad. Go yeah. play. Okay, Go play I get it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of that episode was the intact. That was Charlie. the best part. Well, go ahead, Matt. What are your three? Um, t- uh, three and two, uh, if you're... It's basic story and basic sandwich. I just don't think it ends the season very well. Um, I think it tells, you know, parts of it is really good. I, I like parts of it, but the, the basic premise of it is kind of dumb. Uh, <laughs> it is not well thought out. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem to have value for the people that are there. It just seems to be... Um, Matt, I'm telling Jay. Yeah, tell Jay. I'm <laughs> telling you now. Um, Jay's I, I, sitting yeah. in the waiting room weeping. Right <laughs> he's now. really he's so anxious. Upset. Oh, he's dropped now. He's like, you this is when we're bringing him in. <laughs> no, I slandering basic story. I'm out of here. I I <laughs> love the there are bits in it, but the overall story about it, does, it, no, it doesn't it doesn't work very well. And basic sandwich. I love Chris Elliott. All right, I've I've watched Chris Elliott since the '80s before all of you were born. I really like Chris Elliott. I liked him here. I still don't like the where the story was going. So it's it's really about the the two part story and the way 
the way Dan took the last moments of season five and stuck a finger up to NBC, basically saying, I dare you to cancel us because we said six seasons. <laughs> they of the said, movie. okay. <laughs> and they said, okay. I mean, but I did I like that the antagonist. I'm not gonna lie. But for I, I, me, that's the most legendary thing of all I time. It. I know oh, it, is. it would be sad if that was how the show ended. But on the other hand, it, if it commu- almost was. Yeah, I mean, if Community was that show that ended with the characters saying, if we don't come back, we all died from an asteroid. That's awesome. <laughs> We'd be talking about that for forever. No, but we were but we're paying attention to celebrity beat off or uh, yeah. or, or the, the one where Captain there's somebody Cook. with a slot. Yeah, the one with a salami sword or. Or, Mr. Or Egypt. Thought, thought Jacker, Mr. Egypt. Mr. Egypt. I mean, it's... BJ Novak is starring in one of those shows, so yeah. I'm watching. He's Mr. Egypt. Absolutely. He is Mr. Egypt. Depends on no, who fails. Mr. I, I remember Aaron. when I watched that, I thought, oh, God, Dan just got him canceled. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and it, you know, it turned out to be true. And my least favorite episode is Bondage of Beta Male Sexuality. Yeah. Least favorite mm-hmm. by far. The story with Abed doesn't work. The story in the the bar about Britta is creepy, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And the Chang Runner is the best part of the episode, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't get a lot of time because it, there's not a lot they can do with it. Yeah. So, okay, I'll go. I'll give oh, my bottom three, and okay. this will be in yeah, and sure. I'll go last. And this will be in my uh, descending. So starting with the least worst, my number three is Bonda and Baitagement. What Bonda and Baitage? Bonda, Bonda and Bandage. Beta male sexuality. Uh, there are things I like about the episode. I think the Abed story is just fine. That's the episode where Hickey keeps him from the movie, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I have had problems Assaulted in the past him, with, yes. with, well, sure, whatever. But I've had problems in the past <laughs> with Sure, whatever. I'm Abed, okay with assault. Yeah. <laughs> I, I draw the line. I, can, I, think I can excuse Abed racism, but I draw the line of animal cruelty. Deserved, I, maybe not to be assaulted, obviously, but it, it's always nice for me when Abed, like, I don't know, the speech that Hickey gives about Everyone's like, oh, Abed, he's so sensitive. If he sees it, what's the line? If he a sees a... If, what is if it? Abed sees a hamburger, everyone's going to travel sees through a hamburger. <laughs> I think that's really funny. I like the Abed storyline, but I don't like any of the stuff at the bar other than Chang. Uh, I think Jeff being so flippant about Britta is like, oh, yeah, I used to bang her. I'm not banging her anymore. You can have her. Maybe I want her. I don't buy that. I don't like that. Obviously, Duncan's going to be gross. And then I think it's a total missed opportunity to bring up like Britta's past in the way that they do and to not dive further into it. I think it's a, a really cool idea that it sucks we only got for a second. My number two worst is VCR maintenance and educational publishing. You really I think don't like that one. I don't hate it. And that's another thing is I love season five. I don't. I would rather watch my least favorite episodes of season five more than my least favorite episodes of just about any other season. This episode is fine, but it just kind of feels like two B stories. It doesn't really feel like anything, I don't know, nothing super strong. The textbook storyline never really goes anywhere. I feel like it's missing a big thing to take it into the next level. Uh, Vince Gilligan's the best part of it, I <laughs> yeah. think. Yes. And then my worst Another of fantastic the season, in in a basic not so story. Worst yeah. of the season is basic story. It mm-hmm. feels like the season finale was supposed to just be one episode, uh, which I think it was, and then they stretched it out into two, and boy, does the stretch feel like one. <laughs> yeah. But it's also kind of badass that there's an extended shot on national television of a guy just slurping some soup out of a bowl. That's pretty cool. That's, That's so fun. weird. That's Honestly, for basics. I brought basics... that up 2J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really? Just slurping. Awesome. That was on NBC. That's pretty cool. It, well, it was one of my favorite. I'm sorry, Jillian, and you can you can take it up after I make this comment. Just no, because it was like 
and it, you'll you'll see there's a theme in my list because already I can tell mine are going to be way different than the rest of your guys, so I'm very wow. happy to go last. But um, that was something I brought up to him where that's that's pro- most likely either that's scripted or it's a director's choice. So the mm-hmm. fact that you're leaving Abed and going to a character who we've <laughs> so never weird. seen before just eating some soup at a cubicle, like, I... Oh, Does it come back? It's so funny. And it's a very Atlanta thing to do. I, um, yeah, the, my thing with the finale, right, for basic story and basic sandwich, my, for me, at least basic story, I feel like there's a depth of character motivation from most of the characters. Like, Jeff has finally found this comfortable place, and then it's being ripped away. Like, he's, they've made Greendale better. Like, they've found this home, and then it's being ripped away, and that's eliciting a reaction from a lot of people. And then I feel like we totally lose the heart that I felt was in basic story when we get to basic sandwich. Mm. Mm, it's like right. none of those, it's, it's all of a sudden just all about whenever we go downstairs. But that's just, that's just me. Basic sandwich is not either of my lists. I kind of like basic sandwich. I get why you wouldn't like it, but it's the yeah. type of silly that I was able to turn off enough of my thinking to go along with it and enjoy it. I think it's ridiculous that there's just been this guy uh, high on coke, <laughs> living underneath the school for thirty years he or whatever. He was only high I'm on okay coke for that. the first twenty. That's true. Yeah, he's been sober a painfully long time. Okay, Dan, what I, you so got? Just, just me. Now I have my my three least favorite. Uh, I'm I'm with you with you, Zach. My number three is VHR maintenance and educational publishing, where um, I literally I even have it in my notes. I'm like, so it almost bumped up to the top five for the dean's rap alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Because that. That cold open is one of the best of the entire series. And yeah. It's so goddamn funny. But and and like we said, Vince Gilligan doing the pile of bullets is so good. The story around it is okay, but man, that uh finding those textbooks, that story just drags to me. It's like one of those things where it's like, what do we do with these four or five characters yeah. coming and going? Kind of what how do we make this story work? And it's I feel like it just kind of suffered. Here's gonna be my first take. My second least favorite is Advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. Okay. Why? This is, to me, this is the one rare misstep to where it's like almost every other time you revisit, say you revisit Paintball, let's not count season four. Let's say you mm-hmm. revisit these other things. Even You can even kind of include Hot Lava in this, in these high concept episodes. To me, this one felt very forced. Like, it felt like you were forcing David Cross's character in here. It felt like you were forcing Hickey to have this kind of back and forth. And then what do we do with these characters around it? Like, you were... That, like... The the first one, the first Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, is arguably the best episode of Community. It is arguably the best episode they ever produced. And so to go back to that well and try to split the atom, but literally pull them apart and then force it... like. For me, the best part of that is the Jeff and Dean relationship with the Riggs <laughs> diehard. That's the funniest thing. Yeah. And then a couple of like random one-off jokes where it's like, uh, do you know where he was from my whole childhood? Try a little place that rhymes with not there, and then uh-huh. Chango's Times Square. Like, <laughs> the, the story jokes don't work as well for me in that. Like, And I, I kind of had fair. to be honest with myself because I was like, just how much like the first one was just so good it was like and you can tell there's a lot of what we're going to be talking about is dan Harmon being like oh yeah you can't improve upon that watch this and it was like to (laughs) me it felt like this was kind of that and they even kind of like wink at that where jeff's like oh let's get some froyo it's on me hug it out and they're both like Mm -hmm. so they tried to introduce enough to make it feel different but it didn't really to me and then my number one least favorite is the one we've all talked about so far is bondage and beta male sexuality where, like you said, the Brita stuff is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. What I wrote is this episode felt like competitive wine tasting. 
it oh, and felt I don't like, like that the episode. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It feels like that episode where Pierce is being creepy towards the corporate spy and uh Abed is trying like I didn't I actually didn't mind the Abed Hickey storyline because I, I thought agree. that was I thought that's how those two characters would genuinely interact. And I liked I liked the very tail end where it was like uh Duncan and Jeff being buddies again. Like mm-hmm. that that to me was the cherry on that episode like Obviously, there's all we love all these episodes. There's going to be lots of redeeming things yeah. throughout the whole time, but that's still to me the weakest episode in season five. I think there's some solid list. I like the the, the variation we got yeah. going on. I'm excited. Am I to the see only the one that didn't five. have bondage and beta male sexuality? Which is on that's, my list? So. that was not lost on me. That, yes, that's my that's my dead last. So you know, no, yeah, yeah. I'm the only one that didn't have bondage and beta male sexuality. Interesting. That feels like the type of episode that would have been better tackled the way that they tackle things in season six. You know, like Mm. the way that they do the, I don't know the full title of the Karate Kid episode, but the way that they handle Mm. some of the issues in that episode and some of the issues in like the British Parents episode, I think with a 30 minute episode, fill that out a little bit more. Obviously you don't have Duncan. I think it could have worked a little bit better. Not a big fan of that one. But let's let's go on to the better things. Let's go in to the uh, top five episodes of the season. Why don't we go in the same order? Steven, were you first? Okay, so I want to clarify. These are my top five favorite episodes of the season. Not necessarily what I think the top five best episodes are. I think that's a different order, but I do hold all these episodes highly, and I think they all have a lot of merit where merit is due. I am going to give another honorable mention here. I did not include the Ass Crack Bandit episode in my top five. I enjoy it. I like a lot of things about it. But it did not make my top five favorite episodes, even though I do think it is definitely one of the top five best episodes of the season, if that makes sense. No, that does not make sense. (laughs) I think it makes sense. So my number five, just edging out the Ass Crack (laughs) Bandit for one reason and one reason. Well, no. Two reasons, and two reasons alone, is analysis of cork-based networking. I think bear down for midterms and then flipping <laughs> that to, what was it? Fat, um, fat dog. Matt fat dog. Fat dog Fat dog. I think that's the best joke in all of community. I don't think anything <laughs> makes me laugh harder than that away from the episode. Like, if I'm, like, sitting around and I'm, like, fat dog, I'll laugh for a good, good chunk of time. Just change so, speech of... <laughs> I, just the whole thing, just, I feel like you guys don't take me seriously. <laughs> and then at the end, they're like, well, what can we do for you? Bear down Bear for down midterms. Bear down for midterms. Okay. okay. When, when it falls and Garrett realizes it's a bear. It's a bear! It's a bear dance! And then that's how the episode ends. It yes. always feels, before the end tag, it always feels so abrupt to me because there's no chaos. It's just, oh, I love it. Yeah, that. as much as I'm, I'm okay with, one. like, the main storyline of that episode, and I think it's not perfect, that uh, that alone puts it like just the laugh factor puts it really high for me. I almost I also just real quick. I think the cameos cannot be understated. Sure. In that episode oh well. my god! There's so many, so, so many. There were like ten. I think we went whenever I went through. There wow. were like nine or ten have, in that episode. Wow. I, can, I can list most. You have Kamal Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. You have Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. You have Robert Patrick. You have Paget Brewster mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. A, a little Frankie preview. Yeah. Um, I don't the know like else. there's a bunch of people that like. Like basically all of the janitors are mm. various, mm-hmm. like cameos and everything, and the custodians, yeah, and, you know, all that. This whole it's, season, especially like the first half, two thirds of it, is just stuffed with cameos. Yeah, yeah. And then they went through their budget. And <laughs> they <laughs> only had enough money for that one Dave Matthews song, and that's it. <laughs> had, had a very basic genealogy mm-hmm. feel, but yeah, go ahead. 
Fair. Well, I also don't hate basic genealogy as much as Zach does, I know. But that's because I like Catherine McPhee. Why do you always project these things onto me? You don't know how I feel about I things. do know how you feel about basic genealogy. <laughs> I remember our roundtables, Zach. I know your bottom threes. Um, number four, app development condiments. I think that just descent into madness is hilarious. Um, it probably deserves to be higher on this list, but I think it's really good. It's really funny. The cameos in that one are great too so i i think that's just a really funny episode um chang as a five is hilarious um i also think that i enjoy any storyline where they actually involve shirley and i think that a shirley jeff like butting heads dynamic is something that i normally enjoy when the show does it uh number three and this is especially where i get into my favorite versus what i think is the best Cooperative Polygraphy. I think it's a great episode, fantastically done. The only reason why I think it's it's not in my top two is because I enjoyed the roundtable reading so much. Now when I go back and watch the episode and it doesn't have Pedro Pascal, I'm a little bit sad. Not yeah, that the actual person in the episode doesn't on, do a fantastic Walton Goggins job. Walton Goggins. Goggins. Yeah, he's great. He's <laughs> so great. But my, my enjoyment of the the you know zoom call table read does at least make the episode still great for me but let me know that i can enjoy it in other forms too so great episode really love it That's number two opinion, for me Steven. bad <laughs> number bad two opinion. for me is geothermal escapism uh troy's my favorite character in the show troy's goodbye i think it's a really funny episode i also think that all the emotional weight between abed and troy and britta who i think is the star of that episode um all that works Absolutely. really 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 well for me like, I get emotional at the end every time. Um, I, I think it's a really good episode. It, it's really close to my heart. Uh, which means my number one spot is, in fact, occupied by Advanced Dungeons and... Advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, it's not perfect. I love David Cross. I think the Dean is at his best in that episode. Um, I think Abed gets one of the few times this season where I think he gets to shine as Abed. Um, when he's dungeon mastering in this episode, I think he really like takes it on in a great way. I love the the like music production of that episode is fantastic. Like the the way they draw it out and where they have Abed going from room to room. I also think that you know one of the other best jokes in the entire show is the dean writing all those letters over the it couldn't have been that long, but like he's just constantly writing. <laughs> Just waiting for Jeff's sword to match his in the light. Um, I love that episode. I think it's really fun for me to watch. It has its shortcomings, but it makes me really, really, really happy to watch it. So that's my top five. Matt wants to make Zach his favorite son, but, you know, it's okay. For what? Because you put... Why? Matt's about done with me today. It's fine. Really? Okay. <laughs> You're always projecting stuff onto people. I don't know about this. It's okay. Dad and I have this sort of relationship. You won't. Maybe you'll have with him one day, Zachary. Okay. But I, I know what his eyes are telling me. Very contentious. I can. I've been stroking my sheath for like 30 minutes, waiting for the reflection. It's just not happening. Waiting for the light just to shine out in the other room. Yeah, it's kind of starting to hurt. <laughs> Phrases you will not hear from me include a reference to what you just said. Oh. So who's next? Is it Jillian? It's Jillian. Yes. Is it me? Okay, so I am going to give an honorable mention, but it is not going to be in my top five. But it's I'm giving it an honorable mention because I went back and forth. 
and I couldn't decide. Um, to basic intergluteal nus, I cannot say the last word for the life New of me. Numismatics. There we go. That gets my honorable mention. I respect it. I love David Fincher. But uh, a couple things just edge it out. And the first thing that edges it out is actually VCR maintenance and educational publishing. Bang, 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 I love, for one, the the Abed. I, I love that we get Abed, we get Annie, we get a fleshing out of Rachel Moore, which mm -hmm. is nice. It's one of a side. It, it is one of the only heartfelt moments with Abed we get outside of Troy, the, outside of with Troy this season. Um, like his ending with the water and everything and him just talking to Rachel and being completely open is showing some of the growth that Abed has managed to achieve throughout all these seasons. Um, and then I really love Breaking Bad. So I did not mind the total homage and Breaking <laughs> Bad feel of the story with uh, the other other people. I thought it was just fun. Like, and also it is a fun, fun script for Yvette. She got to do a lot of fun acting and have a lot of fun moments and really command the scenes in, the, in that episode. Um, and so for that reason, it made my top five. Um, then I'm going to go with cooperative polygraphy. Um, it's a fantastic bottle episode. It has Walton Goggins, who, I mean, is a, a respect to Pedro Pascal, but Walton Goggins is, I have been fascinated with him since the first time I saw him on Justified. Um, and whenever he was in here, I was like, yes, this and is obviously amazing. Obviously, The Righteous Gemstones just continues to prove that Walton Goggins is so funny when you Uncle let him be Baby funny. Uncle Baby Billy! Come on, I now. love him. I love Baby I Billy. Love him. Baby Billy's great. I love him. Um... And it's just it's just fun. And it is, again, a teasing out of the actual dynamics of the study group, because whenever he sits there and they go, Pierce hasn't asked a question in five minutes or whatever the line is mm -hmm. like, they're just tearing each other apart. And they've spent all this time and all these years blaming Pierce and he's gone mm -hmm. and they're still doing it. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful study of their mm -hmm. relation to each other. And then you even get to break down and study what Pierce gave to each of them. And I, so I really love that. Um, then uh, I'm going to go with my number three, geothermal escapism. It's great. It's touching. We get a lot of breakdown. Also, Britta is a badass. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm always down for that. Um, my number two is advanced, advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I like it better than the first Dungeons and Dragons wow. episode. Mm. I don't know about that, but okay. Okay. I think its pacing is better. I think its actual like its actual reasoning. Look, I play D&D &D regularly. Fair. I appreciate the breakdown of all of, <laughs> all of it and including like just the it's got a frenetic kind of constant battling together it's not all of us against one person we have two sides mm -hmm. we get to have a nice breakdown um it's got that whole the end battle scene where they're shouting the things <laughs> at it for one we Dingle have not rolled very smash yeah. <laughs> we've not rolled initiative so they're wrong but also i love it because 
Nice. It managed to create. Um, it managed to create in a s- form that is not particularly frenetic mm-hmm. the feeling of a battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which um, I which I loved, and then I actually love the way it ends. Mm-hmm. I love that like it. It shows these two going from working against each other to finding a common reason and a common purpose. And in my head, I like to believe that Abed DMs for them once a week from then on. And that might be the only time they see each other, but like they they get to come together and have this sort of relationship. I'm adding that um, to my head canon. That's great. I love it. And then just visually, it is a visually amazingly shot sh- uh, episode. The the interrogation scene whenever Abed is being <laughs> interrogated by is Hickey. Top tier. Yeah. The soft lens on the Dean whenever he is talking and why like pining for for Jeff's character. It's just all top to bottom, I think just like the candles. It's all just great. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then my number one is app development and condiments. Um it's just meow meow beans, one. man. Wow, that's great. Number one, it is one of my favorite episodes of this entire show. Respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I love the dynamics. I love the costuming. Like the way we thought about this is what a two dresses like. Oh this God, is yeah. what a three dresses like. This are fours who have honestly the best costumes. Fours win. Um, the fives, you know, it's they they really went so far in, and then. Britta and her being the mother of wines. It's just, it's fantastic and I love it. And you know, I'm gonna, I, I would get Meow Meow Beans tattooed on me. It's fantastic. I've thought the same thing, that the cat symbol is the perfect vague community tattoo. But then the thought <laughs> is though, I don't really want to get five of them. So if well, I you're get not a five, do Zach, I suck? So don't have to worry about that. Get fours, right. okay. get fours. Fours have That's the best generous. costumes. Zach. Okay. Two and a half He's on got a good the day. Most so color. I'll go to the tattoo guy and be like, I need four of these. They'll be like, why? And I'll be like, well, fours get the best costumes. <laughs> you got four of them filled in and, and one, of them, one, yeah, filled one in. of them not filled in. Two different colors, I guess. You could always get the Delta Cube. That's probably simpler mm-hmm. and something to get removed later if you don't use color. I'm just going to get the Greendale anus tattooed on my neck. I think that'll really send the right message. On your neck. Yeah. <laughs> If That's not where you get a tattoo. I live and I breathe, never claim you in any shape or form. <laughs> get the butt tattoo on your you. neck. That <laughs> you get it as a. I don't you own get it you as now. a tramp stamp. <laughs> I'm getting a tramp stamp that me. says <laughs> at communities 25k and counting. <laughs> <laughs> wow, perfect. Speaking of Papa, why don't you, why don't you give us your list? <laughs> um. Jesus, uh, my I don't have honorable Disconnect. mention. I for number because that, that wasn't in the rules. Uh, for my number <laughs> five, my number five is intro to teaching. I don't particularly care yeah. for the first part of the story. I don't the number one, but the number two is gloriously perfect as Abed completely melts down trying to understand Nicolas Cage as someone who mm-hmm. saw uh, the unbearable weight of immense talent. That's <laughs> I couldn't think of anything but that movie yes. the entire the, this episode the entire time. Uh, and and that should let Jay get back into the waiting room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he directed that one. Um, oh, he, I didn't know he directed that. That's awesome. Yeah, he yeah. He directed one of my favorite jokes in the whole show is that episode with Annie's criminology report. The oh, yeah, yes. like the knife through a rat. <laughs> Look what my yeah. criminology professor gave me. Oh my god! 
No, look at the grid. <laughs> and Jay loved that the riot joke. starts with Neil knocking over a trash can. Oh, and everybody yeah. loses their mind. He thought that was a lovely bit. And he's right. Uh, my number four is geothermal escapism. Um, I wish we had more time with Troy. I wish he got to say more. I wish Abe got to say more. But outside of that, it's a beautiful homage that mm-hmm. works really well. And ultimately, the, the last bit of it is worth everything else. So yeah. I, I like that. The, and that brief bit of Duncan and I, me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah th- that was nice. <laughs> uh, my number three is app development. I, I, as as a fan of the show, after Troy left, I was worried. You, you worry about what can they still pull off, and then they do this full on homage to multiple, mm-hmm. you know, dystopic movies from the seventies, and it's just perfect. Uh, so I really like that, and I like the story, and I like the idea behind it. Uh, so I thought it worked really well, and then of course Black Mirror copied it. Um, <laughs> My my number two is cooperative polygraphy. That is of of the of the sit around the table reveal episodes. It's really good, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter which one you're watching. Uh, Pedro losing his mind over trying just to say <laughs> semen <laughs> over <laughs> and over. Uh, yeah, saying sperm. That's that's great. Uh, but but Goggins hit the Dead emotional band. beats at the end that you mm-hmm. know didn't happen the same so the they're both being able to watch it, both of them and see the difference and watch them it's, Goggins it's deadpan makes the end tags so and also funny see, oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah it really does it's completely different and it's, and it's a lot of fun and ultimately my number one is nuministics i think that is probably uh with basic lupine their best homage of anything ever wow. i just i think it's right up there i think those are the two best straight homage episodes they do um, they nailed the look that j- not just with the color. Um, they talk about the characters some. They don't worry about the the problem with some of the episodes is worrying about getting everybody involved, and so you get everybody involved and it gets convoluted and weighed down and doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. They don't really do that here. They they really focus on a pair and, and move through the story. So I think it worked really good. And you know, just from a Twitter standpoint. People still ask this question every month. Mm-hmm. Ask Crack Bandit. Well, Who's that, I was going to ask, who who do we all think the Ask Crack Bandit is? Matt, I do you think have it's the matter? janitors. It doesn't matter. I I have not I have not written it all down, but I I have an argument that it's Leonard. Whoa! Think, no way is Leonard that. No, fast. no, no, no. He's not. He's, fast. he's, not, the, he's not the person who's putting it on the quarters. He's the one who set it up and running it. He's the puppet master. Steven had the impression that it's I think it's more than one person. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's I think it's the janitors. I I think it's the guy selling fifteen dollar overalls for a hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's the guy who's benefiting from. It was also the only thing I can think of is in the show. It is heavily implied. It's actually Annie. Yeah, yeah. Actually, talk about this is baby baby spoiler, Jillian, for the finale. Uh, they bring up the ass crack bandit in the finale, and they cut right to her. And she goes, "Oh no, no one. Could have no been anybody. We yeah. don't know who it is. Could be anybody." Yeah. Like mm. she's real squirrely about it. So it's one of those things where yeah, and and the the uh, Rubens had a it written on a copy of his script that it's probably Annie. He's like, yeah, because uh, <laughs> so he didn't even buy it was Annie, and they mm. they intended to write it where it could be anybody, but it doesn't actually work that well yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. It can't it can't really be Joel. It probably yeah. isn't Annie. When we uh, covered it, I thought Steven made a good point that it's possible that Shirley could be involved because the way that she breaks the news of Pierce's passing mm-hmm. conveniently is they're just moments away from figuring out who it really is. 
Maybe mm-hmm. she's covering something up by giving that information at that exact I, I, moment. I've always thought it's probably the roommates working together at some level, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's 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 Leonard's thing. It's Leonard's thing. Leonard's and he running gets people it. in. Yeah, I don't think Vicky was cracked. Oh, I think oh, Vicky's I, in. I think whenever it's I was thing. Whenever I whenever we watched the episode, my theory was that it was Neil and Vicky. Yeah, I like, I think it's a group it of people, and, and Leonard basically runs it, and he does so to pay for stuff and buy things. That's funny. Well, I think the fact that we all have different like guesses speaks to the impact and how well the episode is done. That it, we're all like, mm. oh well, it could yeah, be, that works. and that it's just as it's literally someone putting quarters in buttholes. <laughs> we're all talking about it like it's a serial killer. But cracks, uh, Zach, the butthole bandit no, I think is a much more heinous offender. <laughs> But what are you and, do? and I Not think Kakowski could have done a better job than Hickey in this role because he's an actual yeah. police officer. God, I he's wish we could have had Kakowski in that. Because you get really Kakowski funny. back, and he's, he could still the same, so you just admitted you owned a butt? It's a completely <laughs> different joke. Yeah. But Kakowski is a, a, a comedic actor. It would, I think he would have made more oh. out of it. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you think about how good he is in the next like season with Hickey the hacking. Slam. Oh yeah, um, perfect. And perfect. <laughs> what does he say? Once McDonald's. <laughs> So funny. Okay, I'll give my five. I'm going to start with number five. My number five is actually G.I. Jeff. I really like G.I. Jeff. Except for, like, the last two minutes of it. I think the way that they all hug and, like, oh, silly Jeff, old man, moments after he, like, unintentionally kind of tried to kill himself while freaking out about his age. It's a really heavy topic, and I really like the way that the episode dabbles in that while also making all of the great reference points to uh, animation of that time but then in the end when they try to make it into let's all hug around the hospital bed that's the one thing that rubs the live action part sucked everything else was great yeah that's the one thing if it wasn't for that it might have even been higher on the list number four is going to be basic intergluteal numismatics i think an episode like that uh, could have been at any point in the show's run and would have been really celebrated. Mm-hmm. Like what show in its fifth season is turning out super creative bangers like that that are sure like sort of tied into stuff they've done before, but pretty original compared to anything they've done before. Really like that episode. Think it's really special and you get the whole cast in it. So that's cool. Other than Pierce. Uh, number three is going to be Advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. It's not the classic, but it works really well for me uh, as someone with uh, certified daddy issues. I think the way that they solve without solving that problem in the end works really well. To kind of go off of what Jillian said, I don't even need to think that the father and son get together every week. I just like that the episode shows that there's not a solution to that. They're still going to butt heads. Uh, the son's still probably not going to want him around his kids. But they were, I don't know. I, I think it's, they're not being a, a comfy resolution to that episode. It means a lot to me because that's how those issues are. Uh, my number two is going to be app development and condiments. I think it's one of the most creative episodes of the series and i think it might just be the weirdest episode of the entire series (laughs) sure it's kind of an homage to those movies that matt was mentioning but it's a pretty original idea that it doesn't exactly feel like let's do a blank episode came before the idea of let's make this app and the whole i don't know i love these episodes where the the school is just willing to angry mob into something for for whatever reason and watching it turn into this post-apocalyptic mess uh, and the, the the perfect joke of guys, it's Saturday. <laughs> what are you doing here? Go home. 
I think that's a really, really great episode. And my number one is Cooperative Polygraphy, which might very well be my favorite episode of the series. I think it's perfect. I think all the characters are represented perfectly, even Pierce. And I think, man, it, it, it really shoves the puppet episode's face in the sand by showing, like, even five seasons deep, there are things that these characters don't know about each other that can mm -hmm. really affect their relationships and that seem real, that don't seem like they're digging for it. I think that episode is perfect, and that's my top five. Nice. Nice. Awesome. That leaves me, and as I was sitting here <laughs> hearing all of the things, I'm, I'm realizing my view and opinion has changed on this show so much. I've, I've lost sure. it. I'm upwards mm -hmm. of 10 to 15 times of rewatching everything, various states You're of, still a counter. <laughs> I'm still, oh, oh, counting how many times? You're still well, counting, that's why yeah. I know, I, I don't know. It's, okay, it's genuinely at least that high. No, I, <laughs> I've let it go. Because it's one of those things where here I'll rip the two band-aids off. I don't have meow meow beans or ass crack bandit in my top five. Wow, that's okay. I didn't have geothermal escapism in mind. I had well, and that's the thing is like as I'm as I'm going on, I'm thinking I the themes and what is important to me as I'm watching the show and what I'm identifying with is changing as I'm getting older. And so like sure. I literally I made the list earlier today, and I'm like, I'll just to split the time and because. Most a lot of the things that are on my top five were near the bottom for the rest of you. Mm -hmm. I just want to highlight some things because I, I'll say I'll just split time real quick because between five I could not decide between mm. Basic Story or GI Jeff. Those mm. two were like neck and neck for me, and GI Jeff was because it was one of those high concept things. And I think a comparison to Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas mm -hmm. is probably the perfect mm -hmm. one to one. And I think it's more interesting because I like having, it better than. I don't know if I like it better than, but I think it's I a do. great companion Sorry. piece because yeah. no, no, by all means, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that yeah. I would adopt you just problem. to abandon you for that. It's <laughs> 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 just crazy oh. talk. Dad, all God, I heard was Dad, God. crazy talk. <laughs> um, the the reason being is because a lot of times I love these stories where we go really deep into a character's psyche, and I think this is a perfect allegory for Jeff. And the fact that we've been doing it for Abed for up to four seasons at this point, and we've never really gone that far to somebody else, I think it this was the perfect time for it to happen. And I love all the jokes they do about the animation. And I think a theme of my top five is going to be a lot more of themes and Dan Harmon just going as meta as humanly possible because mm -hmm. that's that's the type of humor I really, really, really appreciate. And you'll see that at least with the first few on mine. Um, and, uh, but I do agree with what you said earlier is... That was that's probably the biggest wrinkle as far as Hickey goes because he cannot deliver heartfelt to save his life. Like at the very end, like they they kind of razz him and he's like, oh, like, <laughs> like watching that, I'm dead. like, I'm like, oh, this is this is cringy. Like I know you're trying to have a nice moment, but like don't don't end it on him not being able to take a joke. Like yeah. that was. Ooh. And then, and then the other side, basic story for tied for my five. It's like I love Abed being super meta. I love you taking a character that you've literally taken five years, built him up. He is so specifically singular, and Jeff literally sits him down and looks him in the face, and he goes, "There's no story here." So you're basically telling a character who's been sprinting the entire time, the run of the show, to stop dead, like right now, nothing. There's nothing happening. You don't have anything to do, and that's why you get those weird pants, and you get like him. This is the most, this is maybe the most meta episode of the entire show because Abba, uh, excuse me, Abed is literally talking to the camera like it's a character and then the camera is behaving like a character looking around like the answer is in the teacher's lounge and then they cut to the teacher's lounge and nothing's happening and they cut back and Abed is sprinting away and all of a sudden there's dramatic music. Like, I love that that is happening 
And there's literally no reason for it. It is only because Jeff told him there's no story. And because it's called Basic Story and it's purely to set up the finale, like, I understand, like, and then you get back into Jeff and Britta's toxic relationship. And then you get into the really ridiculous where it's like, we're going to have a buried treasure episode and you have to tee that up. So, like, I like what they were able to do with that. It made me, it made me happy. And then the whole Ronald Muhammad, like, the joke of him like possibly dying by a vending machine crushing him. And even Jeff has like such a good arc in that where he's like, we fixed it when we saved Greendale. And he's like, oh shit, we saved it. Now what do we do? And then you get that leading into into my number four. Which Matt's is leaving. Sandwich. He didn't like that. <laughs> Matt had enough. He's <laughs> like, like, I'm out. Dan's talking about all these meta things. I don't like it. <laughs> um, but like, uh, so I like Basic Sandwich. And again, going in, because it doubles down on that meta commentary where you get Abed back into the story because it's buried treasure. But... I like that how I love that idea of how would you explain the pace of technology to someone who was at the forefront of the pace of technology and then literally take them off the grid for 40 years and now bring them back and how do they react to this and that's that's one of my favorite things to quote where it's like um but uh you can I I don't think it's in because I just rewatched I don't think it's in this episode but it's like what is this this is a, a little device you can look up all the answers on on the planet on but people mostly just use it to watch cat videos mm. and like mm-hmm. the commentary on that like this is a little bit obviously dan Harmon getting very meta and very liking his writing but i i really enjoyed it and the hubris the pure it is just pure hubris of how they end this show where abed is literally spiking the lens saying oh we'll be back next season and that's canon like mm-hmm. it goes so far i that's why it's my four i really like it and then my threes repilot so I know everyone else was taking their time to shit on Not it. Not catering fine. to me so far on this top five. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know that, uh, the top two, everyone will be back on. I like Repilot because Repilot, I think if you literally watched the pilot of the show and then you watched Repilot, I think they're almost the same episode, but you're literally taking the characters that you've already been set up for. Like, they did a really good job of taking the path of all these characters. I, I agree it's a little, like convenient that all the characters happen to kind of like be in weird places after they've all quote unquote Mm -hmm. graduated or moved on but I mean it was also a little convenient how they all came together in the first place but the themes of like doubling down with Jeff manipulating people I also like that he's real down on his luck to start the episode like I agree that they dropped the cynical Jeff kind of quick like he's very cynical in this episode and then the next episode and then it kind of get back into their hijinks but I like that they take, because you even have Duncan and Rob Corddry have very clear parallels to where in the pilot mm-hmm. he keeps asking Duncan for the answers. But now you have Rob Corddry like trying to be like, hey, like, how do I get these people to sue? And then even the dean kind of trying to be like, I don't, he's he's literally lost without Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if I, oh, and I do, I do like that they, they take the opportunities to take as many digs at Scrubs as they can just because it's really <laughs> funny. Um, like it's pretty sack. ballsy to make Donald Glover the actor who just quit your show deliver a line saying how dare you you leave a show that's been so good to you that's pretty <laughs> awesome probably Dan Harmon working out some shit right there sure mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my, my two is geothermal escapism I think there is there's an argument to be said that this is of their high concept battle episodes you could say this is the best one because it has the most heart I do think I noticed from the very beginning like everybody you get such a hard a hard line on Brit is a buzzkill, Brit is a buzzkill. But then if you literally listen to her dialogue throughout the entire episode, not only is she a badass, but everything she's saying is right. Mm-hmm. Like she's really trying to get the entire group to be like, no, he's leaving. We need to address this. Like she's really trying to do right by her friend. Whereas Abed's like avoidance, but like 
like Steven, you were saying you were crying at the end. I cry in the middle when the mm. first couple of times, like I didn't get it. But then the more I thought about it, like Danny gives such a heartfelt line where he's talking about like, no, the, the lava's real. Like yeah. the lava's real and it's not, not real. And you can see Britta switch too. Like she's been a badass in fighting and then she's like, oh shit, no, something more is happening. It's real mm-hmm. for him, yeah. That moment, like it crushes me. I literally cry almost every time at that particular moment because mm-hmm. it's so well done by all parties. Yeah. Uh, and then my number one, the only thing better than that for me is the aforementioned episode is cooperative polygraphy because I think that episode is, again, arguably the best bottle episode of the series. Mm-hmm. Whether you have Walton Goggins or Pedro Pascal, they both do such a fantastic job. You, I, And that's one of the things I love mostly about Dan Harmon's writing is like you've created characters that you're literally sitting around a table having a conversation. You have a plot device where they're unveiling secrets about each other, but it's still enthralling. It's still super interesting. And mm-hmm. putting the lie detector in there like makes it the stakes that much higher. It, it didn't even really necessarily have to be about Pierce's will reading. It's just a device to get them to be in that situation. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my top five. Wow, That's I went solid. through a lot of emotions through that. I had some hard agrees and hard disagrees. Yeah. Like, That's what I'm Repilot? Here for. Like, I get liking yeah. what the episode's doing, but it's just, come on. <laughs> repilot? Now, would think, you guys look, oh, say... Oh, oh, oh. Go, go for it, go for it. Because you were saying Repilot. I think that, especially if you think about when it happens, you've just gone through season four. I think that it's absolutely necessary. I think it needed to happen in order to get those characters from whatever weirdness that Dan had no control over, be like, oh, no, quote unquote I mean I'm bring back daddy's home he's gonna make sure <laughs> yeah he is he's gonna make sure that all these characters yeah it might have felt weird last season but I'm gonna repilot I'm gonna show you why you love the show to begin with and give you little sprinkles of everything else so I think it was for where it came I think repilot absolutely happened had to happen the way it did now, I get it you, I, like a lot, I, I feel like Dan distanced itself too much from season four I feel like, especially for how they kind of went back to the status quo a couple episodes later anyways, I feel like they made a big deal out of like the bridge collapse thing and out of a bunch of stuff that felt like it was building up the storyline. I don't know. I'm not trying to shit on your opinion. Yeah, how do you you fix the school where you actually still don't want to teach and you're trying to stop them from building more bridges that kill people? I don't... This Dan's very dark and bitter in season five. And it's, it's... He's he's tired some in season six, but he is he is angry in season yeah. five, and it comes through constantly. Mm-hmm. And well, that, that's that's the worst part about five is is Dan just being angry about four. Well, I want to ask you guys because I feel like um, when we did our season four roundtable, uh, there were a lot of mixed reactions to how people felt about season five and me going in i kind of like remembered it fondly but was cautiously optimistic but i think zach and i you know to to project onto you once more zach uh, we both like season five a fair bit i think you know for me personally i think season five goes right about it's either my second or third favorite season of the show um it's my second but i know that Matt, you don't feel that way about it. Um, it it's better than better than what season other than four? I like it more than season three. I like it a lot more than season three because I, like I think that season three maybe has a couple of high, has more high highs, but also way more lows. There's yeah. a stretch in season three that's just stinky to me that like I did the not whole have last fun with. third of season three. 
has yeah. virtual system analysis. Oh. I like that. The last well, I'm in third again, has virtual we're all talking about analysis. a show that we I'm love saying so specifically much. So it's I know, like, I of course, Gillian I love season three, but I th- when season five, analysis. when season five has cooperative polygraphy and the ass crack bandit episode and geothermal escapism and a really great D and D episode, I don't think any season other than season two is better than season five. Personally. Here's oh. where I am with season five. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna. Actually, you talked about season four going into season five. Yeah. I think season four does some things better than season five. Sure. Some of those things are having overarching story arcs that progress characters. Sure. Mm-hmm. Britta, Jeff, um, Troy. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, we see multiple characters that have progression. We have, and we can track it through everything in there. What it fails to have as great of are these high concept episodes that we came to know community as. Mm-hmm. So it becomes hard for me because like, I love lots of episodes in season five. Episodes in season five make it into my top 10 easy for the show. But as the season itself, if I'm looking and going, what was the story he was telling in this season? Um, like I said at the beginning of this, I I have a hard time picking that out, whereas I haven't in the seasons before, right? Mm. Um, and, That's a fair point. And so it's like season five for me is really weird because I'm mm-hmm. like, it's got app development and it's got advanced, advanced Dungeons and Dragons and all these amazing, amazing episodes. But then uh, who grew in this season? Mm-hmm. Jeff kind of. It almost seems more like when you think about it from that perspective it seems like season five becomes much more about the school itself and a lot less about the individual characters yeah Yeah. and in some ways that's why i like this season so much because there are some really great episodes of just hanging out on the campus and seeing what the school is a large like how it devolves into an angry mob or how it devolves into a cult i think that's really fun to watch but i do agree if you're just so invested in the characters and how they grow which for me i love that but that i come to community more for the uh episode by episode shenanigans rather than the the overarching story why i really like going back to season five i think it's a lot of fun there are a lot of fun adventures to be had. there there are great episodes there i'm I'm not disagreeing with that there are some great episodes in season five but i don't think it holds a candle to the first three i don't i mean i think one is stuck in its first five or six episodes just establishing the main character with the rest of them but after that it's flying and by the time it gets to the end, it's doing new stuff for television, period. Season two sure. does not have a match on television, in my personal opinion. Season two has, we talk about, you know, the paintball a lot. And we talk about uh, the, the the Christmas episode mm-hmm. that is stop motion, which works. And we occasionally complete the forget they have zombies mm-hmm. canonically in the story when, when we, which i exactly think might have been my that yeah. when we did that season it was either my number two episode maybe behind yeah i mean it's, it's, it's great great yeah episode. season two is just bonkers great and season three season three has this you know like oh they don't see if you go back and go back and read the reviews of season three it's like you know community seems okay but they don't seem to have what they had in season two and then they hit remedial chaos theory and then it's like boom Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll warn both of you, what, uh, particularly for those who didn't like the end of season three as you're going through, when you get through six and you go back and look at your rankings and how you've ranked those, those latter episodes of season three, 
the Greendale 3 did the same thing. It was like, what were we smoking that made us so angry with everything going on in the latter <laughs> half of season three? And it, it wasn't remedial. I, I love I, that the was the, That was a big three. problem. I love it's, it. That's one of the things about going and doing an episode-by-episode episode thing is because we're yeah. so in the right now. Like, right now mm-hmm. I'm so in the end of season five, and I enjoyed it so thoroughly that it is – I'm saying things off of just having watched that. It is hard to – there's so many episodes, and when you have ten episodes between when you watch the last one, it's sure. hard to keep track yeah, of Yeah, you've got this. you've got a eight yeah. bit episode for crying out loud that just gets squeezed into the end. Yeah. And okay. it and the and and different than Jillian, I do like the season three finale. I love it's it. It's probably my second favorite. I uh season three I think I love season three. It's it's I, I never know if it's one or two. I have a hard time yeah. deciding between it and two. Season three I do think could have benefited from a few less episodes Mm -hmm. honestly um i love all the episodes that's Uh, a big part of it i don't think there actually is an episode in season three i don't like uh but there are ones i could easily pull out Mm -hmm. and it doesn't change anything and most of the times the ones we can pull out are those that continue the long narrative of the story so contemporary impressionist which is nobody's top 10 is doing something for the season-long arc. And my general argument for most people Jeff's is... Smash. <laughs> is the is What does the, that the episode do for we, the show? That episode the, sucks. It establishes that Ovid this, is not a perfectly good person, mm-hmm. that he has that he doesn't understand the real world properly. It he starts the Troy help. and Abed rip. It starts a separation True. of it. You also okay, established sure. that you also established uh, where Jeff is emotionally going through this because he's he's on medication. Okay, that therapy. that episode should be in everyone's mind for the episode for the part where he wears the aviators alone and the Dean just orgasms on them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is singularly, it should. It's got, it's got a ton of great things in, in it, but the, but the point of it is. The whole of it, I was very snagglepuss. <laughs> the whole of it is trying to push you through for the next episode. It's going to set you up for what's going to happen with Chang. Chang's going to have an army. That's yep. where he meets his army. That's mm-hmm. where he finds his backup dean. All these little pieces Bobby. that we need. And, and and I think Advanced Gate does the same thing about the threat that Troy has with AC can repair school. That's a big part of that episode. So the you, episodes you we don't like that much in, that in season three are those that are telling a bigger story. Or, or part of that bigger narrative And story. I think that's why season three ranks a little lower for me is because I don't really like the AC repair storyline. I don't I don't dislike it, but I don't Just like it. You don't for, like John Goodman. I, I, I don't dislike Tell us the right. storyline. Surprise, I, surprise. Look who's in the waiting room. John, come in here. Zach thinks you suck. <laughs> I wish Jay, that that Jay wasn't. <laughs> I just wish it wasn't stretched out as much over the season as it was. There's a little too much AC repairs for me. But... Uh, let's stay on season five. We're going off the rails. Let's talk <laughs> what about would, the What MVP. did you say about Monsters, Inc., Zach? I think John wants to know. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the MVP for the season, which I've been thinking about and really struggling because the season is like a, a Greendale season more than anyone. It's hard to pick out mm-hmm. uh, a through line. Uh, so Stephen and I give our MVP at the end of every episode for each season, and at the end of the season, we tally them all together. And based off of what me and Stephen gave over the season, uh, we gave the most to Annie. Really? Yeah. I can with see that. Well, because you gave the, the most to Annie. And that's what it was. I gave, like, four episodes to Annie, and Stephen gave, like, three. Two. To Annie two. got two for me. And then the Dean was our second place. And even that, that doesn't quite sound right to me. I've been wrestling with... I gave with... the Dean the most this season, but it was because there were so many episodes where I was like, well, you know what? I didn't really... 
not one person jumped out to me, so who made me laugh the most? And that yeah. was the Dean Often a lot of the, the time. Yeah, the Dean Dean gets my season MVP, personally. You know, I don't feel 100% on it, but I do think I'm going to go with you just because I see this as being the Greendale season and who embodies like the spirit of Greendale more than Dean Pelton. Um, and I do like that the season takes Dean Pelton a little bit more seriously. Season 4 really, like turned him into never too offensive but a little bit too much of like gay stereotypes and a little bit too much of of dressing up every single episode and this season they decided they were gonna take they were gonna make him weird in a totally different way we Mm -hmm. start to see that he's weird because he's stupid and because he doesn't know how to do his job not because he's like queer and dresses up like a girl sometimes oh they doubled down on that in season six it's so It's like an exponent in season six yeah. from the little case you get in season five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I guess I'll give it to the Dean. I don't feel 100% on it, but I don't know. It's tough. What about you guys? I also struggled with this it's really tough. hard. Um, I have plenty of episodes where I can think of Britta being my MVP mm-hmm. for the episode, um, but I think that's just, she's my favorite character, and I, sure. I think they frequently manage to find heart in her scenes. Um, and in part, that just is probably Gillian's fantastic acting. She she plays Britta with a vulnerability to her mm-hmm. um, that manages to make even things like, um, I know you guys all hated it, but bondage and beta male sexuality. Yeah. Her, 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 her struggle throughout that entire oh, I episode. Mean, she's not the problem. Yeah, Britta's far from I know, I know. I totally, I yeah. totally know that she's not the problem. But yeah, like, I agree but like with that you. moment, right? It, it's where we're, we're finding these moments of like, um, human struggle through Britta um, and then juxtaposition that with her becoming the mother of ones and shoving <laughs> mustard on her face. They did a good yeah. job this season with making me upset less frequently about how they're pushing mm-hmm. down on Britta. They still do it to an extent, but it feels like they have other jokes to tell with that yeah. character than that we... It's never as bad as it was in season three. Yeah. Season mm-hmm. three, it got really bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, she, and so she's a punching nice. bag, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it was nice to have a, a balance to that. I like hickey and he's just a new fresh thing that i was able to dissect and pull out and find moments in and even like funny things like him trying to win the lava (laughs) so that way he can pay for his gay son's wedding wedding. mad max hickey Uh, is an icon (laughs) (laughs) um but I had a, and Duncan's back and I love him and John Oliver delivers everything wonderfully. I had a I had a really hard time. It's just it's so cast ensemble this mm-hmm. season. It's so cast it's tough. ensemble. And it's been kind of easy the other seasons. There have been seasons where it felt pretty clearly Abed. There have been seasons where it felt to us at least it felt pretty clearly Troy or uh, it's easy to like ground the heart of the group in someone. I yeah. don't know what it is. Did you say one? Yeah. Did, can you not decide? I can't my MVP of the season, yeah, I mean, I can't really decide. Maybe, maybe, Abed, I, I've met, I mentioned four people. I've been thinking about Stop. this since you asked us this question. And it's never been this hard for me to figure it out either. I'm with yeah, you. I, yeah. I've always known, and I don't. Yeah. I don't, because, like, because nobody's story am I like, this is the great story of this season, and everybody has great reads. 
I'll, I'll take a little bit just to build off what you were saying. The only reason I think, and I, I want to push back on Matt just because he was shitting on Hickey so much earlier. <laughs> oh, it's, it's only because I think it, Hickey is to me is absolutely necessary because you got rid of Pierce and only because Pierce was a certain, I don't want to say they definitely could have explored more with him, but I liked Hickey coming in as in like there weren't, about his character, there were no questions. He was an absolute. Basically, when he came on screen, that was his character. Like, you, as soon as they put, introduce him in Intro to Teaching, that's just who he is. Like, from the rations to, like, he very clearly is a very specific type of character. And the reason he would be, if I'm picking one singular MVP character, it would be him. Is I'm because, all for that. Oh, my is, God. I'm all I'll for tell you that. Go ahead. Because but, oh, my God. I, hey. <laughs> I am old enough. You don't have to adopt me. Talk about these uh, two. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't. Oh, no, no, no. Right, this, so that's off the table. <laughs> <laughs> me and you have just gotten disowned because we mentioned Hickey. Age has exactly. nothing to do with it. But it's because, so that's what After it is. All it's all I've done for you. <laughs> it's the dynamics, though. So, like, you, you had Pierce be a villain. You had him be a sympathetic character. But he was, he was pliable. You could kind of put Pierce into whatever you needed him to be. I like Hickey because he's not that way. Whatever situation you're putting Hickey in, he's still Hickey. There's a reason yeah. the entire time in Meow Meow Beans he keeps saying it's my birthday because he's found one thing and it's sticking my with birth. that thing that works. I love that character. It's fun. It's so fun to see mm-hmm. him put in situations like that. It's so yeah. fun to see him, especially in the Dungeons & Dragons episode, going from, I don't know, him being able to engage through like his narrow understanding of the yeah. game. And, he and then how he try. Yeah. That's, that's the interesting part about that episode is he starts yeah. off not taking it seriously. He screws over his party and you actually lose a member of the party because he can't wrap his head around it and learn. <laughs> and even even the little baby steps he's able to do by the end, you can still see him battling with himself that he's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to be searching, trying to take down the necromancer together. But... Like, he's learned, even if it's a slight, even if, like, that's why I like Hickey, because you kind of have to, it's like trying to move a boulder. Like, even when he learns, like, he's pretty dead set in his ways, yeah. and you can, yeah. I think Nothing about him oh feels off the wall. <laughs> I, I, well, Nothing about him feels off the wall. Everything, every reveal we get, I go, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And, like, whereas... Yep. Mm-hmm. These high-concept things like geothermal escapism and... Uh, app development and condiment condiments and things like that um where everybody else gets so wrapped up in it like they get greendaled we're, mm-hmm. we're buying in we're doing stuff um he's there but like he's there and still feels fully himself mm-hmm. um which i respect a lot but there's so um, many theater kids that podcast about community it's i think that's the ultimate thing for me i i don't what does that have to do with hickey <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, because he doesn't continue. he doesn't add here's here's my alternative okay you could have a muppet in in the second episode one of the one of the other cast members be actually in need of education and that makes that entire story and the whole idea of recovering this this college where you actually helping the kids for their future life that's a better story uh you could replace him in uh, nuministics with kakowski you could uh, he's not even in polygraphy so it's irrelevant is, wait, you could I have the muppets so working together and then britta become the leader of the muppets for uh geothermal uh you could have shirley and cork based 
because that's somebody that Abed would not cross ultimately. So I she could like teach him, him a lesson based. being an adult and we get more Shirley. I don't see where the problem is. You could have the dean in the bondage thing, have him res- being responsible. I made a list. I really did. <laughs> I, I can tell. Anybody could have done his bit in app development. Anybody. Anybody with rope could have done his bit in VCR. Yeah, but it was. I don't have a, I don't have a solution for advanced D&D. I just don't have one. Uh, anybody could have done his bit for G.I. So, Jeff. You could wait, have I've, Leonard break his man, hip or question. whatever. So that question. doesn't work. You, you could have you're, anybody you're just for him in Basic him. Story. You could have anybody in for him Basic Sandwich. You, he you does can, not add. He takes away from our main cast. That is my biggest complaint about Season 5. Other than your, uh, what Jillian said is that it's not a season season. It's not a story that starts to finish and tells you something except for Jeff. And if I'm going to pick an MVP, Hickey's the last one on my list. I would put Leonard <laughs> over him. I thought you were going to go I would Hickey, 100% I choose Annie because you have to believe every version of her that's in this season. And there's yeah. like five of them. And mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, and that's you the, do that's believe That's the main them. reason I think she, she's the MVP. She does yeah, I think yeah. Annie does have a pretty good season because they – they grow her up a little bit this I, year. I don't think she has a good season. I think she, she just does a better job than anybody else of pulling off what she has to pull off. I think because she's got to she's got to be a drug rep. <laughs> she used to yeah. be a drug person yeah. with drug problems. She and has to be a drug rep, mm-hmm. and then she has to be uh, 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 a person who gets on to her friend about it, teaching. And then she has to be uh, a detective, and then she has to be a number four and very happy in her role at number four. And they do have better outfits than the rest of them. I'll I'll give Jillian that. Um, and then she has to be somebody who's willing to sell out everything else to get her cork boards up, even though it'll hurt the people who are getting the cork boards. It has to learn that lesson. You have to have her play the schoolgirl and make it believable. That whole bit of them dancing was they were doing that behind Jay while he was filming. And he said, I'm just going to turn the camera around and pick that up. That's 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 those people. So I think Annie's the MVP because the character has to do so many different things that are kind of unbelievable. It is definitely like her co-leading. I want to change my mind to wow, before I... we move on and wrap this thing up because wait, every wait, episode... Jillian's having a thought and I want to hear it. I'm not having a thought. I am surprised. I frequently, unless Annie was in the a, a storyline, which was like three episodes this mm-hmm. season, felt like Annie was barely affecting the stories at all. Well, I feel like every single episode starts off with Annie being like, all right, guys, this is what we're doing. Well, that just makes her the dean in every other season, though. Does that make her the MVP forever? But I think... yeah, like I, I'm like, losing track of what we're arguing about. No, I'm not arguing. <laughs> it's not just you, interesting. It's it's interesting because like they can they can. That's cool. That it's just interesting because for me, I have felt like Annie has been lost for a lot of the of and, season. And, five. and my argument about MVP is not that she's the most valuable person in as regard to each episode. She's the most valuable person doing her job. She is nailing what she has to do each time, and it's all over the map. Yeah, it's me okay. still complaining about season five, the second worst season of Community. <laughs> now it's now it's recorded. Now it's now it's canon. <laughs> I've said it at least twice, maybe three times. Yeah. Or alternatively, the second best season of Community. Ooh, wait till finish on six look and it. look back. I think three gets better. I think that's what happens to most people, and, and I'm would, interested when y'all get there. Just just briefly looking at the the summaries of the stories for mm-hmm. the season, I think Annie really only isn't involved in the A story in a handful. Like polygraphy's everybody, but she's she's definitely front and center in Repilot, in Intro to Teaching, in Ashcrack Bandit, uh, Geothermal. She's not front and center. 
Uh, cork base, definitely front and center. Uh, bondage and beta male, no, she's definitely in the back in that one. She, she leaves early with Shirley. That's yeah. how early she leaves the episode. Oh, yeah, she's there's one Shirley. scene in that well, episode. You know when she's tied in with Shirley, like, Shirley she's not going to You want to walk it. off camera and not be in this episode? Sure, but, let's, yeah, let's go to there. McDonald's. Um, yeah. or we're, we're halfway through. I'll go through real quick. App development, she's solidly in the middle. It's not really about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, VCR, yeah. huge in pile yeah. of bullets. Uh, advanced D&D, kind of in the middle like everybody. G.I. Jeff, I would say she's maybe two after Jeff because they talk about tight chip a whole lot. I don't know Abed. Um, I think Abed's probably your number two there. Oh, in fourth wall. Yeah, like yeah. she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't like affect anything in, and then, in GHF, yeah, yeah. But I'll, yeah. and then it I, comes back to the last two, to story and sandwich, where you have the whole, yeah. like you said, yeah. brought up bringing back Jeff and Annie and all yeah. of that, and her basically reacting to those two being gross and toxic. Yeah, my so, yeah. M- man, my dream season five. Shirley's more important. And we, I was, she could, I was she'd actually, be in this conversation for all of us, but she Matt, that was she uh, behind behind the scenes question because you might know this. Was she already was Yvette already dealing with stuff with her dad? I don't know. That's never that was, been set up. Like, I don't think probably, she was less involved with the show like intentionally this season. That was you, well. That was my you, only question because she you look felt at the very script. Can't, yeah, if you look at the amount she talks, um, it's five's pretty bad. Four mm-hmm. is way more. Fours, fours yeah. up they to her season on her one. Nothing's more disappointing than literally her last moment as a series regular as oh her and God. Hickey at the end of the season finale. And she oh, doesn't even one. speak. She like coos at him while he like mm. makes the joke mm-hmm. about being thought. I really wrong. thought of hang gliders. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing. Which is a good callback, but yeah, I yeah. Agree. It is a funny it, joke, but it, it's sad to see, made. sad to see that Shirley had to go that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to open the can of worms again. Yeah, guys, I think it's time to close the can of worms. I think it's time to wrap (laughs) this thing up because we've all gotten hot and bothered about all kinds of things. Everybody's had takes that I've loved, and everyone's had takes that I've very much disagreed. I've got to start. I was not expecting Papa to get so angry about Hickey in this. That was not on my bingo card. (laughs) Okay. What's even what you say? I'm, I'm going to start prepared. working on my it's flower a... arrangement and heartfelt apology That's the letter. closest you've ever been to kids because it's exasperation sound. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Papa's perturbed with his precious, precious oh playthings, it's time <laughs> to shut down the show for the evening. Yeah. And when Steven starts stretching for the, for the peas... Yeah, it's also time to wrap this. Thing I couldn't up. think of a of a word that meant sons that I love that started with P. So yeah, we're not we don't have a lot of experience in that. <laughs> we don't have a lot of words that are disposable. Paternal love. Oh, there's the something there. We can get there. Everybody, before we wrap <laughs> this thing up, they're not used to it. Yeah, they don't know this word. Paternal's not something that comes up. <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna burn we're real dark, day. aren't we? <laughs> From the hottest okay. popular around. I I have played some of your introductions where you're talk where, where you <laughs> two are being super creepy yeah. about our relationship mm-hmm. for my actual son and <laughs> he how's like, that you love me like this and he <laughs> thinks it's hilarious yeah he liked that he, he he thought it was number one that was weird and, and he also kept listening and thought it was uh, thought it was hilarious so well, let's wrap this up by each of you guys telling us a little bit about what you've got going on, where people can find you, and what to look out for, whoever wants to popcorn first. Uh, I, I'm the least valuable in this category, so uh, I'm doing nothing but tweeting. <laughs> um, I I have nothing planned but tweeting. I'm at What about Kini's. interviews? Are you going to be doing 25K. any more interviews over for six seasons of the uh, podcast? There's only one person left that I know that I've talked to about interview in the past year. Cool. Uh, that I'm the, uh, one of the writers that hasn't been interviewed at all, really. So I'm I'm I may check up on that, but that's as far as I can think of right now. It's just 
for various reasons. It's kind of a hard task to do, and then you do them all the work. Uh, and <laughs> I just, it's it's a lot. Uh, yeah, because, you know, thank God for Dan, because what happened was I had a plan with somebody else, and their schedule made it where they couldn't be there on Thursday, and our meeting went to Thursday, and, and because Dan had sent me the message, I was able to go, Hey, you know where you volunteered and I told you there was no chance in hell? Uh, this turned around. <laughs> true, true story. Is that true what you said? You're like, yeah, thanks for I was, the, Yeah, thanks I, for the, this, I tried to frame no it. It's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I've been playing this for six months. I was I a pinch hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me an email like the week before, and I'm like, dude, I've been talking to somebody about this since December. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, it's that worked out great. It, it, it was, was a lot of fun. And So, funny. no, I don't have anything currently planned. I don't know what we're going to do in the next year. Um but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have at least two podcasters end it in the next year talking about my favorite show that were part of the original core group. And I am not going to be happy when all that happens. I, I'm going to miss uh, both uh, Welcome to Greendale and I will miss uh, Zach and Stevens. You can't miss it. Uh, you can't disappoint You're a podcast. You're on it right now and you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, going to, I'm going to miss it uh, not just because uh, I miss – I'll. I miss listening to you. I'm going to miss talking to you on a regular basis about this thing. And so I, mm-hmm. that's the worst part. That's my, my next year sucks because <laughs> oh. I'm losing two more, possibly three agendas through. So yeah, that's the worst part. I, I appreciate apartment 303 being thematic so they don't have to stop after episodes. Uh, but Delta the, for the rest of you, never die. Delta cubes <laughs> will never die for the, for the rest of you. Uh, I, I love you for what you do. I do, Aww. and I really appreciate it. Y'all are making stuff to that the fandom likes and appreciates and keeps us talking. And it, you know, I, I love my hobby, and my hobby, and I love that you provide stuff for the people that I care about, and that includes y'all. So well, thank you. And we hope it no. slash know that you know how much we appreciate what you do. Uh, in in that even just from how many listeners each of our shows have, just because you share them with people, yeah, oh, uh, which is incredible. From when yeah. just starting and and having that support system has been all you could ask for when you trying to do something to like this. You just need to be heard. They all just need to be heard. We're just we're just uh, conduits. So happy to be there. We just need you to get really into whatever show we do next, so yeah. you can retweet us on another account. I can't get into another show. You can show. get really into. It. It. He said, "I don't Will have the time or the brain podcast. capacity." I, everything become... else I watch is like in five minutes. Boom, I'm done. I can't watch the rest of it. I started so many things that I can't finish. Luckily for you, our next show is going to be Quibi Original. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hope you got a Roku. <laughs> Dan, what you've got going on over at Apartment 303, what can the people look there for? We are still, the brackets are up. I think we put out one of those a month for the last couple of months. So we we have recording coming up. I'm not sure what we're going to be doing then. I know we have an interview or two. Nobody is like fancy in the show. I think we were going to be talking to a slash film critic. I don't want to say their name because I don't know when and if that'd be happening. Um... You can find me online. I'm I'm like Matt. I think that's one of the reasons why we talk all the time is because I'm like him. I'm on Twitter way too much. So I have that. I have another podcast that's kind of on a hiatus called Ramble On About Movies. So cool. I am I am available to talk about things on the internet. That's what I like to do. I like talking pop culture and movies and obviously community. I have a bunch of other shows too. Um, but yeah, find me at Oh Hi Dan Nye. And he has that rich voice. That that is a good voice. It's great. You do have a very good podcast. Great TikTok and mahogany kind of feel to it. Yeah. (laughs) And Jillian, I gotta ask you. uh, You're in the same boat as us. Where before you know it, you'll be wrapping up Community. Uh, Are there thoughts of what that's gonna mean for y'all? Are there there thoughts for the future? 
Yeah, so um, for the listeners who maybe don't know, Welcome to Greendale is me and my husband taking one of our friends who had never watched or really knew anything about Community through an episode at a time. So um, we've been shielding her from spoilers since 2019. She's very excited that she will soon be able to actually interact with all of you. Um, (laughs) Because... It'll be great to meet her one of these times, yeah. uh, You know, it'll be great whenever I can actually invite her along to things. Um, But uh, so... We will be wrapping up in season six uh, this year or whenever we end season six. We'll see how long it takes us to get to there. Um, And uh, we have an idea for a podcast that we think we want to do after that was inspired by one of the season five episodes of Community. Um, G.I. Joe? Uh, I'll tell you guys off air, but everybody else, you can follow us at Go Greendale on Twitter and at Welcome to Greendale Podcast on Instagram if you would like to A, listen to our show, or B, be like, what the heck kind of thing could have, what in season five inspired a whole different podcast? I know what it is. I think you told me before I remember now. I told you. It's pretty cool. Welcome to the Fat so. Dog Cast, where we just talk about a big old fat dog the whole time. Fat dogs every week. We're going to show a picture and talk about how fluffy its butt is. Yeah. Endless, it's resemblance to a bear. Boots, no, ratings, yeah. You can see this. I, okay. Listen. Well, let's wrap this thing up. It was great having you guys all here to talk about it. It's always, you know, when you take the lid off the jar, talking about anything community with any gathering of any of the community podcasters, it's always a great time. And it's always a heavy time because we've all got those opinions we got to get out. And I hope the people out there listen about fun. Make sure you check out all of these people's projects. Make sure you follow them all on social media. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks again so much, guys, for joining us. Matt, you, you know, you're, you're kind of stuck with us these days. But Dan, Jillian, it was great to have you. Thank you for the for first time in our, in our little whatever so you want to call this. But thanks for being here. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yeah, all thanks right. for the invite. Thanks, guys. Do you feel like we did it? Do you feel like we successfully tucked season five in, gave it a warm cup of cocoa, let it take a couple puffs off of daddy's tobacco pipe, and let it just drift off into nightmare ravaged sleep? I think we've done it. Do you? You know, season five's had a couple sips of mommy's special juice. Uh, It, you know, stayed up a little late to watch a little TV that it wasn't supposed to. It got its nightly little rub-a-dub-dub from us and you know what zach i think that it's ready to drift (laughs) off to you know (laughs) no you you dug this hole i think it's ready to drift off to Mm -hmm. a alcohol and drug-fueled child's Mm -hmm. nightmare you know so am i too because it's been a long night of fun with community friends and i'm ready to send this thing off so before we do did we just describe gi jeff i don't know did we (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, next week... You'll see gonna... it in post. Don't okay, worry. Okay, I'll see it in post. I'll CGI it in. <laughs> It'll make sense. CGI Jeff. Yeah, I'll just replace... That's uh, what's his name? I'll just replace the... Hickey. No, no, no. I'll replace... Um... Now my bit's not going to work because it took too long. The comedian that got canceled. I'll replace... Louis C.K. No, the Bill Eminem Cosby. rapper guy. Marshall the... Mathers. No... <laughs>
forget it. Next week, we're going to be back to start season six of the final season of Community with its first episode, Ladders. So if you want to be a part of that, be sure to send in your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moment from Ladders to Can't Disappoint Podcast at gmail.com, and we will gladly feature it on next week's show. In the meantime, Stephen, where can the people find us? Wait! Don't say a goddamn word. If you like what we do here and you want to push it forward, patreon.com slash podcast is the place to do it. It's the place to support this show, get more content out of us, and, and help us usher in the next era of whatever comes for the Can't Disappoint crew. Don't say a goddamn word because why? Uh, you're Now you're wanting I me to... I need you to feed... And Steven... Now it's your turn. Where else can the people find us? Glad you asked, Zach. If you want to ride our round table and stick your sword in our stone, you can pull it on out and walk on over to Twitter.com and follow us over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Just kidding. Over at You Can't Disappoint. We're also on Instagram under the name at Can't Disappoint Podcast. We're on Facebook, and YouTube, double duty, you can go follow us, subscribe, like, just absolutely destroy that button, whichever one it is for you. Krista uh, Alia, I was talking about Krista Alia. Oh. You could replace Krista Alia with Tignataro like they did in that one movie. Do you know about that? That's what I was making a reference to. No. Uh, what do you do with would, an Eminem rapper? When you no, said Eminem rapper, he, I thought he you was meant the, the guy that Eminem. did like the oh, in yeah, the Porsche with the Porsche, Porsche with the Porsche. He's the guy that did that and that also groomed a bunch of people on Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, he was in and in the show. You didn't he like play a guy play that what was he did. a little girl? There's this really great video of him on a podcast and then and they're like, yeah. So when people like save a Snapchat and he's like, you can save a Snapchat. I'm like, well, yeah, you can like do this and this and it like zooms in on him and he's like. But he was in a movie called Army of the Dead, and he got kicked out of it, and they replaced him with 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 Tignataro. Anyway, from inside the Dreamatorium, uh, I, I didn't give the okay. name of where to find us yeah. on YouTube and Facebook, Zachary. Yeah. Nobody for those out there who are only could, on YouTube and Facebook, looking at out. you, our more mature. If audience. they are only on YouTube and Facebook, <laughs> then they already know how to have found us there. Uh, the, the whole name of the show: You can't disappoint a podcast. What did? community papa he's, he's like you can't miss he's like you, you can't, can't. You can't miss a <laughs> he was on it now and he didn't know what it was called yeah well anyway as we end every show by saying good night america good night uh west virginia uh have a blessed sleep and don't <laughs> let the, the 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 dust bunnies bite don't let I'm the Zach. people wanting to secede from the union in 2022 and bite Good and night, I'm Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> this one's oh, for man. you, This is why we Boise, don't podcast Idaho. after 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, good night. Bye. Everybody. Oh, 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 my God. What's happening?